Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we're joined by guest Nick Kroll and a second guest who could be the most important guest in Jordan Jesse Go history. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Beautiful evening in Los Angeles. The air is crisp and clear. Fall has fallen. Which happens in uh, Los Angeles at the beginning of December every sure. year. Um, I've got my new fall dew. Yeah, you do. That's true. I got a it's new one of dew. the Mountain Dew seasonal dews. Mm-hmm. Um, an, ap- an apple spiced dew. Dew nog. We have a wonderful uh, guest I- in the studio here with us. Uh, you know him for his uh, work, of course, on FX's The League. On uh, HBO's The Life and Times of Tim, uh, in his upcoming comedy special, um, for his live and television appearances in his various beloved characters, uh, his name is uh, Nick Kroll. Oh, hello. Wait a minute. Are, are you giving me a no? Because it occurred to me, you, one of your, you and John Mulaney, yes. a, another brilliant uh, comic mind. Mm-hmm. Um, have developed a pair of characters mm-hmm. that you perform as Oh Hello. Yes. Um, and they're sort of, they're divorcees. Yes. Um, they're sort of classy New York gentlemen. Upper West Side. They meet in a bookstore. The, um, str- the Strand. And they're well known for their uh, turtlenecks. <laughs> As you are wearing currently, and I, it occurred to me as I was as I was cooking the soup that I was cooking before. I, I'm wearing a Pendleton over a turtleneck. So it's cool here in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I was wearing uh, an apron with ducks on it. Yeah, um, and it occurred to me like when the doorbell rang the second time, uh, and Jordan was already here. I was walking up the stairs, and I was like, "Oh, I'm dressed. I'm basically in costume." Is one of Nick Kroll's best known jokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you have. You have more than a modicum of self-awareness, which is uh, a trait that none of my characters seem to hold. That's true. That's fair. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I feel embarrassed. I thought Dana Carvey was coming over. That's why I dressed as Dieter. Oh, shit. That's Mike Myers. <laughs> shit. Ah, oh, fuck. God damn it. Can I take that again? Church lady. Yeah, there you church go. Church lady. Church you do, lady. You get church ladies uh, fall due. got the orca- orthopedic shoes. My church lady fall due. And the desperate need for approval. <laughs> sure. Exactly. He's making a comeback, Dana Carvey. Is Dana Carvey making a comeback? I believe. Are you referring to Man of Mystery, or what was that called? I don't know. <laughs> the he, Master goes, of Disguise. Master of Disguise. Yes, the movie from ten years ago. Yeah, he. Well, he has. I've seen him a couple times on late night shows, and I think he's. Uh, Didn't he have a pilot? Didn't he have like he a, a sketch, sketch pilot, pilot with some kind of oh, reputable? Spike Yes, he and Spike Ferriston had, oh, really? had a sketch pilot, yeah. and um, and I think he's going to be hosting something soon. Oh, really? But I don't know something. You don't know what? I yeah, I don't know what, Radio? or I don't know if I'm allowed to say what it is. Christmas party? 
He's hosting a Christmas party. He's hosting a parasite. He's host, he's currently hosting a parasite. <laughs> a tapeworm. But it's a his super stomach. exclusive parasite, wow. so I don't, I'm not allowed to say who it is. Yeah. Um, used to be Joaquin Phoenix's parasite. Right. It sounds like you're a real Hollywood insider, Nick. I got the inside scoop. I read all the blogs. Sure. I read all the trades. Sure. Hmm. I start all the rumors. Sure. <laughs> I lie a lot. I lie a ton, which makes me a qualified Hollywood insider. But I will say this about Oh Hello is... John and I both, I say, oh, hello, as almost all of my characters at some point. Now, not not the way that uh, my the oh, hello characters would say, oh, hello, if that makes sense. <laughs> not as my character Gil Faison how would, would say, Gil, oh. Now, how, how, just to illustrate it for our audience, how would Gil Faison say, oh, hello? Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and then... <laughs> oh, Nick... One time, one time you said on a scale of one, on a scale of one to Alan Alda, it's an Elliot Gould. Yeah, it's an eight, eight point. It's an eight point three. That's the funniest thing anyone's ever said. There is a fun. We have spent a lot of time figuring out that scale. Um, because okay, in in the world of these characters, mm-hmm. Alan Alda. Or some, saying something is Alan Alda-like is the highest praise. Alan Alda is the greatest human being to ever live. Okay, sure. According to Gil Faison and George St. Geegland. Or and, anyone and, with a head and, on their shoulders. Yeah, and by the way, anyone with a head on their shoulders. Alan Alda's awesome. Alan Alda's <laughs> awesome. He he's And he's having a little... He's doing... He just did uh, David Wayne's Wanderlust movie. With, oh, that's with fantastic. That Apatow's producing. And he's I think he's doing this new Stiller movie. And... Um, and of course, Scientific American Frontiers. Yeah, I mean, I've I've read it. I have no joke. Read his autobiography, "Never Have Your Dog Stuff," twice. Um, it's like the it's in the bathroom at my parents' house. <laughs> <laughs> so like when I'm home, it's like that's the it's the repeat reading. And um, he's done so many cool things. Like he, you know, he was a theater actor. He came out of vaudeville. He's not Jewish, which was always just every time I read it. Every time I'm home and I reread that autobiography, <laughs> it surprises me. He grew That's up... the name of one of the chapters. I know it's surprising, but I'm not Jewish. Yeah, I know. It, he's a he's an Italian guy. Grew up in the the world of vaudeville. His parents were both hmm. vaudeville actor and performers. And then um, he when he he became an actor, and then he wrote thirty odd episodes of Mash. He directed directed many of them, many, right? Many, including the finale, I believe. Man. Nick, okay, so you've given us the scoop on Dana Carvey. You've mm-hmm. given us the scoop on Alan Alda. Uh, I, I don't know. What's uh, what's up with Kelsey Grammer these days? Well, he started Todd HD, which is a online streaming uh, video. His wife is currently on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. What? Does he Wait, appear? Kelsey Grammer's wife is on the Real Housewives of Beverly yes. Hills? Is this one of yes. your famous lies? No, this is not one of my famous lies. This is one of my little-known lies. Okay. Uh, no, but this is, this is not a lie. Wow. Kelsey Grammer's wife is on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and I have watched the show on planes. Sure, and uh, often a popular on... place to watch Bravo programs. Yeah, it is right. Always on a plane, and always um, on someone else's screen. I'm always sure. watching someone else's <laughs> screen, and um, and she's on the show. And what I can glean from it is that she's always hoping that Kelsey will show up to something, and then he doesn't. <laughs> does he but does he ever appear on he the did, show he okay. did appear on the show wow which should cause him great embarrassment yeah right it isn't doesn't i mean as a scripted performer no yeah right but shouldn't i mean shouldn't it's like the you know the the women in atlanta or dc or whatever mm-hmm. like but shouldn't kelsey Grammer 
be savvy enough to know that that when you're on one of these shows, you're mocked, or is that not widely I, my considered guess is to be he the... is he has signed a deal with the devil with his his wife that all the money in the world has not made her happy, mm-hmm. and perhaps allowing her some fame will bring her some joy slash get her out of his hair sure well the thing is is it was either or what's le- left of it yes <laughs> the man's balding <laughs> it was either let her it was either let her have some fame or let her play with his pumas right mm. and the pumas are his thing the pumas are his isn't he does he have pumas i think at one point he was famous like early in his career in the beginning of his success for having pumas and being a crazy cokehead yes um, Walking the Pumas down the beach in Malibu on a chain or something doing, like that. Doing coke with the Pumas. <laughs> yeah. Off of a Puma. You know what's weird? Who's is trying to Pumas kill do uncut shit. Too. Yeah, when you do coke with Pumas, they they don't get rowdy. They actually chill out. Oh, interesting. I don't know why, but they're... Super... Biology, that's why. I guess so. What happens when you do lewds with a jackal? They get... They actually... They weirdly get really touchy. Oh, interesting. Not like violent touchy, like weird touchy where you're like, we're friends. They just want to like hug a lot. Yeah, they hug. It's like weird. They have ecstasy effects on them when they do. Hmm. Um, I feel like you know everything about Hollywood. I am the foremost expert in this room on what I say about Hollywood. (laughs) Um, I kind of feel like... I, you know, look, I wasn't planning to trot this out so early in the show, but as we learned last week, I'm, of course, known as a Hollywood insider. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then and Nick has officially made this a pissing contest, so um, uh, what do you got? Whip it out, Thorn. I do have one big gun to pull out here. Sure. Do it. It, it concerns one of the biggest stars in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, I currently, uh-huh. in some plastic bags that you will see over in the corner of this studio. I spy them. Um, have five pairs of Dr. Phil's shoes. Wow. How does that... How does that happen? How does one... He's a 12D. Okay. They're Allen Edmonds. It's uh-huh. like a solid shoe. Uh-huh. He didn't choose my favorite Allen Edmonds models, but uh, it's a good shoe. Did he send them to you? Well, he didn't send them directly to me. Were you suggesting that maybe I wrote him a letter... And asked if I could have a few pairs of his shoes. Dear <laughs> asshole, send me your shoes. Love, Dear Dr. Jesse. Phil. We are the same size. You're a 12D? I'm a 12D. Well, what does a D I, mean? I look, I'm not going to lie to you, Nick. I'm more of a 12B or C. Okay. I got a narrow foot. You can you can stuff them and make them look like a D? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's <laughs> a bit of cucumber in there. <laughs> so wait, so what is... Uh, by the way, I don't know with... D, the a, B, C, D, E... Mm-hmm. You're talking about width, right? So D is is medium width, and then E double E triple E is wide widths, and then C B A is narrow widths. And and what kind of shoe does one need to wear to know such things? A, a dress shoe, uh-huh. but also some like a New Balance. They they'll sell at least a wide sneaker. Okay, but generally sneakers are just one medium width i'm wearing a nike this is a nike sneaker that's a nice nike sneaker this is my workout nike sneaker but uh i i wore it out today under the guise that maybe a hike would happen Mm -hmm. and it didn't so you're looking at what a medium width i have no idea i assume i think you're looking at a medium all of my proportions are medium right including right you know oh yeah 
the old medium dick. <laughs> uh, so I'm okay. So Nick, you you were thinking to yourself, yeah. that you may hike today. So uh-huh. you wore these shoes. Yeah. Can we get back to Doctor Phil's shoes? Uh, hold on. Okay. By I, the way, I have a doubt. This is also clothes related. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're wearing like a like slacks and then a I'm a wearing sweater. a red, I'm wearing a red pant. A, a red pant. Is this a pant? You're this a looking pant? at a Nantucket red. I'd characterize it, it as. I think it will over time fade into a Nantucket red. Right. Which uh, is really a pink. D- under this kind of fair enough sensible yeah. fall outfit, do you have hiking shorts, or were you prepared to hike in this sh- sensible a, fall outfit? I have a short in my car. Okay, a pair short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Why is it a pair of shorts? You, do you know the answer to these questions? You seem to be There's a, two a, legs. Okay, a done. Pair of pants solved. So one pant is one leg worth of pant. Yeah. yeah okay. Right? Why not? Depends what hemisphere you're in. Okay. You got one dungaree. Yeah. You're talking about one leg. Okay. You got some dungarees. You got a pair of dungarees. Yeah. And is there a difference between a dungaree and a jean? I think a dungaree and a jean are the same. Okay. It's just a. It's just a how much you're talking to your mother that week. I think. <laughs> but somebody's gonna somebody's gonna email in to correct me. But I will point out that they will have looked it up on the internet. You know what? Let them. Okay. Let him do I it. I will. I'll let him. Yeah. Do you think moms still pronounce Mario Mario? Yeah. Mario. Are you what, are you playing the Mario Brothers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like st- there. You know, as many Mario games are being produced now as they were. Mm-hmm. You know, I think at there the are. height of his popularity. Do does the modern mom still say Mario? By the way, the modern mom is our sister. At this point. Right. Yeah. For me, true. at least, the modern mom is, is like my sister. Yeah, literally. I don't have a sister, so in this, in my case, it's my you brother. Can, right. Who, who dresses like a woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he lives as a woman. <laughs> he hasn't been biologically, but he has given birth to a child. Really? Oh, absolutely. My brother's wife uh, just gave birth um, two days ago. That must be really exciting. Let's talk about Dr. Phil's <laughs> shoes. Can I, so can I, I really can I expected can I more I, no, I am, out of me am, saying that I, I had am, five pairs of am, Dr. Am, Phil's shoes. Don't underestimate my excitement and interest in this. But I do believe that you, you pulled out your gun. Right. And then this is going to be a nice, slow simmer throughout the show that we're going to learn more about Dr. Phil's shoes. Do you want okay. to blow all of... Can I, can I ask you, can I ask you no, a question I'm about not gonna, it? I'm not going to blow it all, yeah, but Jesse, you can ask me In Mad Men, they didn't just explain all of Don Draper's backstory in one episode. <laughs> They're doling it out over the various seasons. That's right. the classy way to do it. But I do like that you are going to have to carry the secret of having <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Phil's shoes over many years to come. And There's going to be a lot of tension. Will people find out? And those that who these you are share it with sure. will both be a... Uh, a sign of great trust. I'm actually... Did you read my book? I'm working on a fantasy novel, The Secret of Dr. Phil's Shoes. Really? Yeah. It's like a young adult fantasy it's like a, novel. It's, it's a like fill a the void adult. for Harry, for Harry like Potter. It's like a young adult thing, but it's not just for kids. Sure. Is how I would describe it. Not just for kids. It's also for older psychopaths. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Wait, so can I ask... Um, it's for kids and shameless people. How people did no you... Shame. Did you go... How did you... How did you procure Dr. Phil's shoes? I went shopping. Okay. There was a display. Uh-huh. I took what action needed to be taken. Okay. So you are you are not actually wearing Dr. Those are not actual shoes that have been slipped onto the feet 
the mustached feet of Dr. Phil. <laughs> what would lead you to believe that they hadn't been on Dr. Phil's feet? So someone was advertising. Nick, wake up. I said these are Dr. These aren't Dr. <laughs> you... Phil endorsed shoes. This isn't like Dr. J's shoes. When you say the... display at a store, do you mean garbage can behind Dr. Phil's house? <laughs> Well, technically, I mean shoe rack in Doctor Phil's bedroom. But oh, sure. What? How did? How were they purchased? I sh- was. I went this weekend. Uh, I enjoy thrift store shopping, as we all do. Uh, I went this weekend to a gala thrift store event. Mm. Uh, one of my favorite thrift stores uh, has converted its uh, its merchandising model mm-hmm. to a, like a seasonal merchandising model. Mm-hmm. So at the so f- like four times a year or something, they put out all new merchandise and they have a gala event and you have to stand outside and wait to get in. And they give you a, a card with a number on it. And you have to wait four hours, whatever. Sure. Not four hours, two hours. And uh, I went in there and like lo- Japanese kids with Nikes. Exactly, precisely. Only it's uh, sort of shifty looking middle-aged women who are looking for porcelain that they can sell on ebay okay um and uh so i i went out there to do this and luckily uh, obviously i was there maybe not obviously but i was interested in buying clothes there and uh the good news is that the crowd that shows up to pick up a number at the thrift store at 6 30 in the a.m uh not a well-dressed crowd <laughs> not interested in purchasing clothes mm-hmm. and so i got a decent number not a great number uh, but I got in there. I was pretty much had first crack at the men's clothes. Although, Jesse, yeah. I will say that maybe while the 6.30 a.m. thrift store crowd, not that fashionable, probably the crowd that's most interested in Dr. Phil memorabilia. <laughs> that's true. So I'm surprised you didn't get fucked on this. I mean, they're people with holes in their emotional lives, yes. Okay. The holes More. that can be filled now, by that famous stash. Who, scoot, who scooped up Dr. Oz's used condoms? <laughs> <laughs> There was a rack of Dr. Phil's clothes as well. I didn't buy any of Dr. Phil's now, was clothes. He, did he like donate them for charity? Is so that the a- idea? Apparently, he he is a big fan of this particular thrift store. They did a segment about this thrift store on Dr. Phil in an episode about scrimping and saving. Hmm. Um, scrimping is is not eating shrimp. That's right. that's correct. Okay. And nor is it when a sailor uh, carves uh, carves a like a scene in a piece of ivory. Is that what another word? Is that another use for the that's word called scrimping? Scrimshaw. That's called crumping or crumping. clown dancing. Clown, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, that makes sense. So there was just a rack that said that said Doctor Phil's suits. And, but you uh, didn't get an authenticity certificate for these. No, but they did have. There were shirts there that had Doctor Phil's monogram on them, and there okay. was confirmed cum stains from Oprah. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Oprah's Absolutely. female cum. Yeah, Oprah had Oprah had cum on the thing. Oprah. They had a DNA DNA guy there, like a CSI yeah, 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 situation. Yeah, yeah. Oprah Jaculate. <laughs> <laughs> But the shoes, the shoes were my size. Great. So I bought five pairs of Dr. Phil's shoes, and then I sold. I promptly sold them on the internet. Not as, but the question was, I did. I wasn't sure whether to advert because they're fine quality shoes mm-hmm. and worth uh, twice what I paid for them, even mm-hmm. secondhand. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't sure whether to sell them as. Belonging Dr. to Dr. Phil. Because you feel sure. like, it seems like maybe you would lose as many potential customers as you would gain by... It feels like you're opening a whole can of worms right. there. Because it's like, okay, 
how do we know they're Dr. Phil's? Is there authenticity? Like someone buying it off the internet is going to want, because like I could, I could be like, yeah, these are, you know, this is Harvey Keitel's <laughs> dungarees. You know what I mean? And they're like, how do I know it's Harvey Keitel? I said, well, look at how short those legs are. And I would call those jeans rather than dungarees. Harvey would. <laughs> yeah. That's how, that's how Harv does it. That's how Sklarvi Keitel does it. <laughs> that's a callback to uh, the Sklar Brothers <laughs> podcast, which, of course, is hosted by the Sklar Brothers. Yeah. Um, and thus makes that pun make sense. Uh, I wish the Sklar Brothers podcast was hosted by the Waynes Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Do bigger numbers at the box office. It would. It'd be more in your face, too. Yeah, I think so. It'd be outrageous. I, certainly outrageous. And it'd feature more... Uh, characters that are horrible to look at because of some weird makeup or cgi yeah. do you think that it's more do you think that a quality shoe mm-hmm. is more or less valuable when it's attached to the dr phil legacy it is a legacy these are lightly worn shoes so you're not going to get any of that kind of used underpants sniffing from the beautiful women, of course, that love sure. <laughs> Dr. Phil. The, the not obese women who would be interested in sniffing the underwear of Dr. Yeah, Phil. Exactly. I do picture, by the way, all of Dr. Phil's various body parts having tiny mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Do you feel like maybe Jeffrey Tambor shaved his mustache when Dr. Phil got famous because he was sick of people thinking that he was Dr. It's Phil? It's very possible. It's very possible. Or he just covers the mustache with a fake skin he's like i am accomplished character actor jeffrey tambor (laughs) dr phil is a famous boob and i wonder though do they really look that much alike or is it just tall bald men like when when jeffrey tambor goes in to audition for secretariat Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like for the for the role of gambling tout of course or like horse owner yeah as Uh, i do you think do you think there's three casting people who are there who are like great we got a esteemed character actor Jeffrey Tambor mm-hmm. from Arrested Development from the Larry Sanders show from Hellboy to come in here and audition for our thing and then there's one casting per- person who's like Dr. Phil shaved his mustache <laughs> He's making the crossover, huh? <laughs> well, you know, he's what? acting now. This is great because we got that scene where Secretariat has a family member who's got <laughs> an eating problem, and maybe... we've got that scene with the big test reveal. <laughs> Have you sat through a whole episode of Doctor Phil? I sat through an episode of The Doctors once. How was that? I was on an episode of The Doctors. Excuse me. Uh, a Doctors clip show where they called in comedians to riff on some of the funniest moments in the history of The Doctors. As Nick Kroll is to the VH1 network. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I Jordan have two Morris syndicated is to... medical advice programs. We've all. God, did they pay you for it? They did. Yeah. That's nice. And pretty good too. I mean, I've I've heard that these these green screen riff sessions are kind of maybe not even worth doing. I but, believe uh, they're now airing stuff that I shot in like two thousand four when I had was just like desperate to be captured in two dimensional form. <laughs> At the time you were Nick Kroll from I Love the Thirties. Yes. My the biggest parody of my, my biggest uh yeah, my biggest uh credit was a internet parody video of those exact shows. But yeah, I don't know if I had any... I don't think I had. It was just actor-comedian or comedian Nick Kroll. Um, but it was... I was so desperate to be... Well, I love the 80s. When I remember that when I love the 80s came out, it was really this weirdly... I, it's not cathartic, but it was like this is... It felt really on point for like where we were as a culture. 
And it, I think it, and then they had all the spinoffs. And that, what was amazing is that your average person would see me and be like, hey man, I saw you, or like, I just saw you on that I Love the 80s, you know? And it was like, I was like, no, I was on awesomely bad metal songs. <laughs> but your average person could care less about differentiating. Like, they'd watch you and be like, oh, I saw you on I Love the 80s. <laughs> you know, no. the one about the syndicated medical advice show, <laughs> The Doctors. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, that's a whole genre of TV now. Like, like every cable network has their version so of that show. so cheap to make. It is so cheap no, to sure. make. Sure. They didn't pay me. They would call me they in. They didn't pay you? Not until I got on Not Best Week all? ever. Not until I got on Best Week ever did I get paid for... Wow. But it was, you know, for me... Not I even was, 250 bucks. Not I, mean, even, I think people usually, Not you a get cent. paid a bullshit wage, like $200. Not a cent. Because it was, I think, under the qualification of news or something like that. And it was very newsworthy <laughs> news. stuff. Talking about, um, you Rubik's know, cubes. I wish. I was talking about, like, uh, color me bad. Mm. You know. Tiffany. Yeah. Cross colors. Oh, I wish. You're talking about cultural events. I'm talking about, you know, uh, like, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of the worst song that I had to talk about. Were you going in and writing, were you writing material in advance for these things? I, at first, would write some material... I had a couple jokes for each. You know, they give you 50 songs. You're basically writing jokes about 50 songs. And then I realized that my skill set lay less in um, writing jokes and more just showing up and fucking around. And they would usually find something and they're useful. They did not pay you. They did not pay me a cent to write... They owe you to a little write something. Or, you know, You're a big part of the success of Awesomely Awful I am the most metal important... You're the, lynch, of, you're the linchpin. Yeah. You're the Hollywood insider. I am a Hollywood insider. How would they know what variety speak is if it weren't <laughs> for you having been there at those recording sessions? I well, I didn't know. I wasn't a Hollywood insider at that point. They would have thought a prexy was... was going to boffo the ankle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, is that in New York? Were you in New York then? I was in New York. Okay. Yeah. I was going to... Uh, and we all did it. You know, and I, I mean, look, the, a lot of people in show business do a lot of stuff for free like this podcast currently. And um, I'm, I'm getting paid for this one though, right? No. I mean, I'll slip you a little something when we get out, when we get out of the room. I'll suck your dick. Okay. Well. Hey. So I'm going to give you some so money. This worked out. Jesse's going to suck your ask. D. Yeah. Wait, you know what's interesting yeah. is I'm not very good at confrontation. And um, I was at a hotel in Boston I was doing a show and there. This lady had just sucked your dick. She had just sucked my dick. <laughs> but she and did I was a like, bad job. <laughs> I was like, what I need you to do is, this is, I don't know why, but please put Alka-Seltzer in some water, drink the Alka-Seltzer, hold it in your mouth, and then S my D. <laughs> and for whatever reason, the bubbles sort of go up into my urethra, and that's the only way I, the only I, can't, way I can explain blow. It I can't explain it scientifically. But it is science. Mm-hmm. It is the only way I can blow. Hey, plop, plop, fizz, fizz. My right. friend. <laughs> As they say. Go ahead and eat my jizz. So anyway. <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, that rhyme. Rhymes. I don't know why I thought this would not be... A, I did not, in my head, think that this would be a a a, a jizz-based podcast. Uh, yeah, but here we are. But I so I was at the, I was at a hotel. I will disclose the name because 
I want to. <laughs> I was at the Westin. Mm. I'd never. Have oh, you guys ever wow. stayed at a Westin? Talking about the Westin. Yeah, Copley, I like. I, I like. I like, a, I like a Westin. I don't yeah. know if this story is going to defame well, the so Westin. I there must have been some conference there. I spent. I spent so much money on a hotel room. I spent five hundred dollars on a hotel room. Which, if you're like, hey, sweetheart, it's our anniversary. Let's go stay at a nice hotel. We deserve it, like five hundred dollars. It's a lot of money for a hotel. Right. You wanted to pay two hundred fifty. I wanted to pay, and like, it's really yes. nice. Yeah, I wanted two hundred. I wanted to spend like two. I'm if I spend two hundred dollars, and like, because I'm just at a point where you go on the road, and like, I just can't. I spend so much when you're on the road. You spend so much time in your hotel room. I can't, for my mind, stay in like. Like, uh, oh, I'm going to stay in a Holiday Inn by the, you know, because I... Airport. I, I desperately want to commit suicide today. <laughs> so, we stay at the West, and, but there was some conference in Boston. Every hotel room was taken, and so it was like $500. <clears throat> and the hotel was not in great shape. The elevator took forever. There was like a conference there. I get to my room. The wallpaper is slightly peeling. The wood uh, with the lamp was worn. I just was, and I get my bill in the morning and with taxes and everything, it was $600. (laughs) And I was just like, I can't believe how expensive this was. So I go down to the um, desk and and I say like, look, no one tra- treated me wrong here. I was not ill-treated. Just my room was kind of crappy. The elevator didn't work great. I just can't imagine why this cost me in the end $600. And so the woman was like talking to me. And then she looked over at like the, the manager. And the manager sort of came over and said, I'm sorry, we're about to do renovations. But uh, And he nodded at the other woman. And the woman said, so we'd like to comp your room for you. <laughs> and I was shocked. I have never, because I don't like confrontation. I don't complain because I don't. I'm like, in the end, I'm like, I'd rather pay money than deal with. Sure, than have a, a weird s- feeling in your brain. Exactly. Sure. So, and then they comped my room entirely. And it was like, it set such a bad precedent for me of yeah. like, oh, I should be <laughs> complaining more often. Can I ask you a question, though? Why did I just tell that story? How much money, <laughs> how much money did you lose gambling, though? Because that's Jeez. where they get you. Yeah, they yeah. get you in the room, mm-hmm. and then they want you Cop out the on room, the tables. Buffet, yeah. brunch, I dropped historical about, tours, of course. I dropped about $3,000 in Boston gambling in, right. in Chinatown. Right. Playing Mahjong. Plus 25 <laughs> bucks for the duck tour. Yeah. Yes. And 45 bucks for those pants. These pants. It's a New England pant. These pants cost me 45 bucks, but they've made me almost $2,000. Wow. Do you want to know how? Yeah, I'd love to hear that. I murdered a guy. Right. Got blood all over the pants. Okay. Right. But because they're red, nobody saw the blood. Oh, and the bail from prison for a murder is $2,000. For me, currently, it's $2,000 because I'm not a flight risk. Huh. Right. So so there you go. Those are an investment then. They are an investment in my criminal enterprise. (laughs) We'll be back in Specifically murder. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Gow. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And Nick Kroll is here with us. And I'm Nick Kroll. It's a pleasure to have you here, Nick Kroll. Oh, thanks for having me. Nick, look, I gotta, I'm going to be honest with you. You're a great guest. Um, I enjoy watching the league. Thank you. Um, 
I enjoy your crazy characters. I appreciate it. Um, I already credited you with saying the funniest thing that anyone's ever said. You were correct in that. Um, but we do have a more important guest I totally, on this week's program. I totally agree. I want to... Ladies uh, and gentlemen, Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> Jordan. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Kelsey Grammer's Pumas. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Get him off. Nick, can we take a second to talk to Kelsey Grammer's Pumas? <laughs> <laughs> from your one-man show right um i okay so our our guest here his name he's joining us via telephone from a secret location his name is nate nate welcome to jordan jesse go thank you thank you it's great to have you on the program tell me tell me uh you don't have to give me your address or anything but where are you Uh, i'm in uh, north carolina beautiful north i hear that's a beautiful state it is yeah it's very warm (laughs) so nate i have a question for you yes is there a lady in your life? There is indeed. Really? What's her name? Uh, her name's Jenny. Tell, tell me a little bit about her. Where, where'd, you, where'd you meet Jenny? Uh, I met Jenny um, about seven years ago when we were both, uh, we were both uh, teaching at what is it, like basically a summer camp for dorks, for, uh, <laughs> for um, gifted children whose parents uh, send them away, and we were teaching the little children. And so we met at that camp. We were both teachers. What were you teaching? Uh, I was teaching, uh, like, junior class on pharmacology. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I teach a little junior class on pharmacology out behind the high school most afternoons. (laughs) Jordan? Uh, Yeah, no, that's actually exactly what I was going to ask. What were you teaching, and what was was she teaching? I assumed you guys had had specialties at this camp. She She was teaching the younger kids, and she was teaching them the class sort of on the senses. Oh, the senses. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what various pharmaceuticals do to those senses. <laughs> you guys were at some sort of weird uh, Timothy Leary drug camp. It was, yeah. <laughs> Nate, do you, do, you remember, do you remember, like, actually when you first met her? Like, what your impressions of her were when you first met her? Yeah, actually, um, I remember when I, when I first, first met her, it was, it was really strange because... Um, I felt extremely comfortable. I felt like I had uh, known her for for years, and um, it was an, it was like oddly comfortable talking to her. Did you ask her out right away? Um, not right away. I try. I set up like a little like a group social event. What was the What was the event? Uh, we watched we watched a movie, and I didn't know what the I didn't know what the movie was going to be. It turned out to be like really gory, horrible, not a romantic movie at all. <laughs> wait, wait, so 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 just as a camp counselor you had the ability to kind of organize movie nights or was this counselors only? Were the kids there? I mean I'm guessing because it was gory there were no kids there, but this was like a counselors only situation. That's, yeah, that's right. The um the counselors who did the teaching were were mm-hmm. didn't have to deal with the kids outside of class at all. Um, and there were special counselors who dealt with the kids like socially outside. Okay. So, um, when did you when did you first ask her out for real? Um, probably like the like the next next few days after the movie night, I had a, I had like a move planned where I had uh, this was at a, at a college they were teaching this, and I had the keys to the the roof of the uh, science building <laughs> where they had like an observ- uh, observatory kind of thing. Nice. So that was that was part of my plan was that 
at the end of like taking her out for dinner, I'd go up to the top of this roof of the observatory and, and, and that show her the monster you'd made for her. <laughs> 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 uh, how long have you two been together? Um, I guess it's probably been like six years now. Wow, that's a long time. Hey, yeah. hey listen. Um, I was wondering if there was anything that you'd like. I know she. She. Do you, the two. The two of you are both fans of Jordan Jesse Go, right? Absolutely. Yes. Um, regular listeners without fail. Absolutely. I. I should hope so. Uh, given what's about to happen next, uh, <laughs> do you have anything you you uh, like to say to Jenny? Yeah. Um, I'd like to say that um, you know Jenny. Uh, I love you very much, and uh, I'd like to spend the rest of my life with you, and so I would like to ask you to marry me. Yes! <laughs> oh, this is so exciting! What did she say? What did she say? <laughs> I don't know. This is recorded and played back later. <laughs> are you... Are you- are you gonna listen? Are you gonna listen with her, or how are you gonna do it? Listen to this week's episode of Comedy Death Ray for her answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I, yeah, that's the thing. I think it'll be kind of funny to wait and see when she hears it, because she like. You guys don't have like date night to listen to the show. No, no, kind of, we haven't listened to it like our own schedule, so sure. I'm just gonna kind of wait for for this to hit. And you have promised, I should say, that you emailed uh, Teresa, our development director, to ask her if we could do this. Of course, the answer was an emphatic yes. Um, And you promised, the thing that we wanted you to promise was that you would... Uh, you would give us the results on next week's show, and you're willing to you're willing to accept that responsibility. Absolutely. She's probably going to say no. You know that, right? I'm, after this, yeah. Because of the super dorky way you asked her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, how did you choose? How did you choose this over, say, a hot air balloon or a gondola <laughs> in a casino, or in Italy? Or, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, she, she, she's, she's very diehard. She actually called in a couple of weeks ago. She was on the show, actually a month ago now, for uh, say, having a donk kick another donk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a donk's a miniature donkey, Nick. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> little burrito. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh. My first choice, uh, the way to go. So, Nate, how do you feel now that you've popped the question, but uh, without actually knowing the answer? <laughs> I feel great. It's, it's, I, I, there's less confrontation this way. Yeah. Do you, <laughs> yeah. Do you ha- do you have a ring already picked out? I do. Yes. What are we looking at? Show me the ring. Let me see well, the ring. The, the ring. Um, the the stones actually going to um, come from her her grandmother and great grandmother. So. And then I got a different band for it. You know what's a, what's interesting to me is like the the question will happen. Right. She will scream. Right. As women do. Right. <laughs> and then she will call or go to. She'll him. fall off the stairmaster. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and she and like will all of this be listened to? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. So this, what we're saying, is probably you know being being obstructed by screams so tell your is there something shitty about her that future you want fiance to shut her goddamn <laughs> trap <laughs> well i mean i all i can all, all i can say nate is that we are just incredibly honored that you chose our show as the venue for this and um 
it is our absolutely sincere hope that uh, not only Jenny says yes, but the two of you share a, a really wonderful life together. Thank you very much. Thanks, thanks for having me. Thank you very much, Nate. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. <laughs> It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Nick Kroll, licensed photographer. <laughs> he does have a photography license. He showed it to me. Uh, I ask that people show me a license before we do the program. Do people always do, do, oh, do after a little while of the show, does everybody always then yeah, throw in their little... Yeah, throw in Yeah, it's somewhere. fun. Right. I mean, when else do you get to do something like that? You know, all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's fair. But not with you guys. Um, hey, guess what? Uh, we got this box of shit, uh, and I—it's <laughs> literal someone's yeah. human feces. So you called the police. Okay. You have a weird stalker. I keep—I want you to know there's a there's a white board here with magnets and there's checks on it. I'm trying not to look at those checks. There's a check for fifteen dollars. I know. There, so I couldn't tell if it was fifteen or one hundred and fifty from my where I am. Fifteen, my friend. Okay, well, let's open up the Jordan Jesse Go mailbag, shall we? Sure. Uh, Jordan, here's a Christmas card. Thanks to Casey. Okay. Uh, from Galveston, Texas. Sure. Who? Uh, uh, this is actually my first Christmas card of the season. Yeah. Okay. It was mine too. Uh, Casey. Oh, was, this one's addressed personally to me too. Yeah. Mm, Casey was kind nice. enough to send one to Teresa and myself as sure. well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very thoughtful. I think Casey, cool. if I remember correctly, Casey is a lady. Sure. Um, so thank you to Casey men, for sending us that Christmas do card. Do men ever send cards? Uh, I don't think so. I certainly beg. <laughs> They're too busy at the monster truck rally. Woo 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 woo. Now this is an interesting one. Apparently. I only vaguely remember this, but to be frank, I only vaguely remember anything that happens on this program. Mm -hmm. Apparently, at some point, we were talking about Boy Scout popcorn. Mm, Yes. Which is the alternative to Girl Scout cookies. Um, And we got, I got this giant box in the mail the other day. Boy Scout popcorn sounds like a gay right sexual position or like a a gay club like like there's a there's a there's a nightclub that has a night that's called boy scout popcorn Popcorn. um this is a we guy came with this letter inside a giant bag of boy scout popcorn i don't know if this stuff comes in small bags but this was a monstrous bag that is by the way the tagline to boy scout popcorn. (laughs) that is a monstrous bag yeah no this stuff comes in small bags (laughs) um In a recent Jordan Jesse Go episode, the topic of Boy Scout popcorn came up, and I thought you guys should try some. I tried it, by the way. It's delicious. Okay. Um, It's caramel corn, Mm -hmm. uh, but a very nice, high-quality caramel corn. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it also has three different types of nuts. since the national headquarters of the Boy Scouts of America is in Texas, I guess you could also consider this a food item sent in honor of the San Francisco Giants World Series victory. Mm. Um, now, I should point out that this guy is in New Jersey. Uh, his name is Don Schaffner, Ph.D. <laughs> um, okay. Also sounds like a weird gay <laughs> yeah. porno event. Yeah. Uh, he, Don Schaffner, Don Schaffner no. PhD. And so this is not technically... 
uh, is not technically a, a gift. When the Giants won the World Series, sure. we ha- we suggested that perhaps listeners, since I'm a San Francisco Giants supporter, uh, listeners who lived in Texas, home of the Texas Rangers, sure. should send me a mayor-to-mayor-style wager gift. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Don's Don was very nice to send us this stuff. Uh, it had this. It had this P.S. on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, hope you choke and die, <laughs> rot in hell. This was the most striking part of this Chest. letter to me. P.S. Food-related questions seem to come up on Jordan Jesse Go from time to time. I will interject here, as they do in life. <laughs> right, sure. it's one of the key elements of life. How's that pasta? <laughs> <laughs> there, there's an example right there. <laughs> it just came up. Since I have a PhD in food science, I'd be happy to be your, now this is in quotes, go-to guy for any food-related questions. Now, Jordan, Jesse, go-to. This is not a a thoughtful, kind, no-strings-attached gift. This This guy wants to be the Dr. Oz of food science. Like the kind of no-strings-attached gift you get at Boy Scout Popcorn every Wednesday night (laughs) in West Hollywood. (laughs) But unless you want strings attached. This is... is, Attach a string to my balls. (laughs) (laughs) This is... I don't know... I'm trying to imagine the situation in which we would need a go-to guy uh, for food science. Frankly, I think even our second choice would be okay <laughs> if we needed. Well, there. I don't know what's happening. I I got a Kickstarter.com. You know, Kickstarter. Sure. So I got a, a request from a, a friend of a friend who's doing a documentary about um, Kickstarter projects. Yeah, that would be amazing. Uh, about the uh, the spice trade. No, the I'm sorry the Marco Polo had did this the spice you know route. Sure, these guys are canoeing down the Meadowlands River. Right, the Meadowlands, just as Marco Polo on did the spice to and to do and this. along the way they're playing Marco Polo the popular the whole pool way, game the whole way. No, they are going to be uh, they're going on a tour of the spice trade, meaning all of the where the factories that make um, uh, food. Uh, Fuck, I'm really blowing this, guys. Flavorings? Yes. Human. Artificial flavoring. The <laughs> artificial the artificial flavoring yeah. factories. Gunpowder? Yeah. Spaghetti. These are all food-related questions. It's <laughs> a good point. <laughs> but maybe this guy works at one of those factories. It's possible. Well, he has, a, I have to say, he signed his name, Sincerely, Your Fan, Don, and then underneath it, Donald W. Schaffner, PhD, and then under that, Professor. It's a busy guy. Yeah, right? Uh, so I'm putting together from him having put Professor there, uh, the fact that he lives in New Jersey and that his email address is a Rutgers email address, that perhaps he is a professor at Rutgers. Okay. Which, granted, is an esteemed university, the kind of university where you would expect the faculty to know that they're not going to get into show business by sending somebody Boy Scout popcorn. <laughs> Is there such a thing as Boy Scout popcorn? Yeah, Let's absolutely. Take a take a take a handful. Well, do you want me to go get it? No. Oh, I thought it was. In, I thought it was in that box. We, no, I was okay. having a discussion yesterday because about uh, uh, what you referred to, which I knew growing up was Crunch and Munch. Sure, mm, sure. Fiddle faddle, fiddle faddle, or poppycock. Mm, These right. are all names. These are all. Do- and let's get real for a second here. The stuff is great. Yeah. 
It's a great snack treat. Well, I feel like kettle corn has grown in popularity in, in recent years. In my, it, I've seen a, it has become more ubiquitous. That's yeah. true, especially at farmer's markets. Yes. And it's moved from farmer's markets to state fairs. Yes. Well, actually, and I have seen kettle corn at uh, 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 a lot of... You know, kind of mainstreamy type events. Yes. Uh, the example I will give is Warped Tour. Really? Uh, a lot of kettle corn at Warped Tour, and they sold it in these giant wind socks that people What's... like had slung over their shoulders like an old time World War II soldier's knapsack. Yeah. Like they sell them <laughs> Look, in such. They're, they're going to war. Against <laughs> yeah. being normal. <laughs> yeah, right. so you're fucking salty Gonna popcorn. freak out my mom and dad. Well, it is perfect for like getting baked at a concert because you get a little sweet, you get a little salty, you get sure. a little crunch. Sure, sure. It's not a heavy carry. Mm-hmm. It's not going to melt. Yeah. I would ask people to consider brewer's yeast. Mm-hmm. Something Which is another, that's a, that's a different gay night, right? Something, exactly. <laughs> uh, we got a box from the Wallace family mm. of Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, this box contained a letter. This, this is what Rash- the letter this is says. from Rashid Wallace's family? <laughs> it is. Uh, greetings from Houston. Uh, this is from Shannon Wallace. Enclosed, you will find a random selection, hopefully not literally random, of Texas trinkets. I hope there's something that each of you will enjoy. I was um, I was just really scanning that for the uh, for the gay nightclub illusion, but couldn't find one. Couldn't find anything. Let's take some paper out. Ran- uh, Wait, you don't think random selection is a night of <laughs> yeah? <laughs> gay night somewhere? Yep. You know what? It is. Um, let's see. We got a an anti George W. Bush. Uh, we got some different anti George W. Bush materials. Okay, so they're the they're the one liberal family in Houston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. Um, we have a doggy dana or dog bandana. Can I have that? Yes. Oh, no, you have that dogs. That one's for you. No, that one's for you. Thank you. Um, Jesse. my dogs will enjoy these Texas Toothpicks brand, uh, dog chews. I've eaten dog food twice. <laughs> I used to eat dog food all the time when I was little. Really? When I was like four or five years old. I did. I don't know why I did, but. I did it in my late 20s, early 30s. Why'd you do that? One time was at Oh Hello. Me right. and Melanie, we would always so make... So I understand why. We you... would make drinks, like the tuna teeny. Right. The tuna-based martini. <laughs> and then we had to keep heightening it, and we finally made a dogatini. <laughs> and that was a martini with snossages. Wow. <laughs> and I how, ate a snossage. How was it? Um, gristly. Hmm. Like sandy. And then oh, you're like, oh, it's not bad. And then you're like, oh, no, that's just animal bone that I'm eating. Right. <laughs> But wait, so was the it was it was just imagining what was in the snossage that was unpleasant. It wasn't actually the No, taste. it was the physical and then I ate a pepperoni ah. entirely and I and I vomited. Here is a catnip cat toy. I'm gonna guess that's for your hey, cat bug. I'll take it. That's for Jordan's cat bug. This is an exhaustive selection. I would like to thank a kind woman who was nice enough to send us some uh, uh, some more tasty cakes recently. Ooh, she said she hadn't. Tasty cakes. She was unable to support us with a donation, but she was glad she could send us some tasty cakes. I want to be clear. Send us a donation, not tasty cakes. <laughs> she was thinking about signing us up for some kind of tasty cake subscription. I don't need that. No. $2 a month is the lowest donation level. Call our cash. You don't have to buy that many tasty cakes to make up for $2 a month, right? It's like gift certificates. Okay. So give me the cash. Sure. Okay, we got a... Um, what, are we lo- what are we looking at here? I think this is some kind of... Uh, 
Uh, this is some kind of lovely uh, hand towel. Mm. Well, this is nice. I'm keeping the hand towel. Cat studio dish this towel. This is hand lovely. Towel. Look at this pretty. Look at this nice dish towel. It's Texas themed dish towel. Man alive, she really went. She really went all out on this situation. Oh, Texas Monthly. That's for you, Nick. <laughs> this is actually great because uh, I always wonder what it would be like to go into a um, doctor's office in Texas, and now I know sure. what they would be reading. Yeah, Texas absolutely. Monthly, the fifty best Mexican restaurants. I've got a Texas bomb, bomb. <laughs> I'm kidding. You I got do something? Read the article I get handed you Amarillo. something heavy. I'm going to read the article in the Amarillo oh, yeah. YouTube Star. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, actually. Wait, there's a YouTube Star from Texas, the second most populous state in the union. Yeah, there's also a list of Texas super doctors. <laughs> so far. <laughs> what did you get over there, Jordan? Uh, this is a Tyler Candle Company candle. Uh, bougie Parfume Perfumed Candle. That's for you, my friend. Thank you. I like that. Uh, I know you, I know you love leopard print. I do. And it's got a leopard print top there. Mm-hmm. You know who loves Puma print? <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly, uh, Tyler Perry. Just really off topic. Yeah. Hmm. Wait, he's great. Uh, okay, here we go. We got something here. Oh, this looks like it might be some kind of treat. Oh, glazed pecans—the sweet taste of Texas. I used That's to. Staying over I here. used to work in the candy department at uh, Bloomingdale's uh-huh. in high school. Wait, there's a candy department at Bloomingdale's? Yeah. It was next to the towel department. Okay. It was not the most successful of all the departments. Were the girls at the towel department cute? I would there imagine a, that as a young... There was a young... hot girl at, in the towel department. Yeah. The 70-year-old women who worked in the candy department were not as attractive. <laughs> and we sold like Godiva chocolates, and that would get white on them. You know, as chocolates get older, sure. they develop white. Um, but there, our big seller was the Meshuggah Nut. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a, like, a, a cinnamon-coated uh, pecan. Oh, that sounds tasty. It was. And fun. Super fun. Certain, certainly for the chosen people, it's a lot you of know, fun. You know, it was a great way for me to pick up 80-year-old Jewish women. It's a way <laughs> to celebrate your heritage yeah. and enjoy a candied nut. Yeah, which, uh, by the way, is the name of the Jewish-themed gay club. <laughs> sure. It's called Meshuggah Nuts. Uh, we got some praline cookies in here. I oh, thought it was a Jewish nice. improv group. <laughs> it is. Some kind of some it's nice both. It's praline It's a gay club that has tree. an improv yeah. portion. Jiminy, there's way too much stuff in here. It's now very you guys, kind. Now, you guys eat food that people send you. Sure. Why not? Eat that shit. What's the worst thing that could happen? Poison. What's the worst <laughs> thing that can happen, Nick? They could poison you. Seriously, Nick. What's the worst thing that could happen? They could poison you dead. Nick, I'm giving you these Longhorns, pecans, and caramel, and rich... Is, is a pecan a Texas nut? Well, I mean, like, pecan pie, I'm, open, I, I'm I think. opening these now. Do it. Jordan, didn't you uh, didn't you get a really awesome? Uh, didn't you really love it? a listener sending some bacon hot sauce? God damn! Okay, whoever sent in that bacon hot sauce? It was the people from Bacon Hot Sauce. Oh wow! Well, uh, we know. initially didn't talk about it because we don't like people trying to trick us into plugging their products. Well, hey, I, I have a I have strong brand loyalty to it now. Uh, Wait, so, no, so what does that mean? I mean, it's is it hot sauce for bacon or is it hot uh, sauce that has been oh, made from bacon? If flavored like bacon, I don't know if there's. Uh, I'm gonna have one of these Longhorns. Um, there are only two in this package. Uh, no, it is. It has like kind of a, a bacon flavor to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I basically everything uh, I've been eating for the last month uh, that I've made myself has has been drenched in that. It's delicious. So way to go, guys. Um, speaking of hot sauce, here's a nice special edition hot sauce mm, for you, Jordan. Okay. 
And uh, she was kind enough to send us one, two, three University of Texas uh, T-shirts. I actually worked at high school. I, I, when I was in high school, I worked at Macy's. Mm-hmm. Um, and my boss... I worked at Nordstrom. By the way, we have a little department store uh, club wow. here. Yeah. Uh, my boss, Samuel... Uh, was, uh, I guesstimate his age at 32, I was 18, uh, hit on me constantly, just unceasingly. Uh, and then the other thing he did when he wasn't hitting on me uh, was say, hook em horns, yeah. which is the Texas official Longhorns. saying of the University of Texas Longhorns. It's also a great gay club. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Anyway, so when you look at these University of Texas shirts that she sent, you think gay advance, unwanted, pedophilic. No, I sincerely still associate the University of Texas Longhorns with an unwanted gay advance by a by a superior, Mm -hmm. by my boss. I mean, he never, he never, he wasn't. It was creepy that he kept hitting on me because I were. Were you like? On the verge of eighteen, or were you like? 15? I was eighteen. I think it was the. I think it was summer the summer, but summer after my senior year of high I'm, school. I apologize for saying it was pedophilic earlier, and I apologize for making up that word. Yeah, it was no. It was. It was not. It was not a pedophile situation. It was. It was legal, but barely legal. Right. <laughs> I think. I mean, I was. I. I was out as a straight guy. You were out at that point. I had a my my wife now was my girlfriend then. Really. And um, I. You were telling, before you were 18, you were telling everybody, this is my beard. I think he just figured there's no way I could not be gay. Because of your... Uh, just general gayness. Your, your affinity for Pendletons and, and, and uh, turtleneck sweaters? Yeah, just a general... Yeah, well, the turtlenecks more than the Pendletons, to be frank. Um, Nick just poured some. The man who just put us down for eating food that was sent to us just poured some no. hot sauce in his hand be- and lapped it up like a kitty cat. I did. <laughs> it was sealed. It was sealed. I'm all right. about seal. Right. You <laughs> He's great. He, he is, is great. He is wonderful. Remember those hit songs he had 15 years ago? Yeah. He's still the, famous now. The, anyway, the world famous model that he continues to put his children in, <laughs> like an oven. Well, thank you to everyone who sent us these wonderful things. There's no need to send us any more Texas-related gifts. I, I feel like uh, they're uh, awesome, though. It's I feel cool like stuff. Shannon was exceedingly kind to, to. She really took one for the whole state of Texas, even though she's a Houstonian hmm. and not a Dallas resident. Um, but thank you very oh. much, Shannon. Oh, hold on. There's something from Texas Magazine. I think. Breaking breaking news about super doctors. Yeah, uh, Robert N. Schnitzler. <laughs> what a name the not real doctor the not real doctor who's got he's got a heart he's a heart doctor hmm. but his name is schnitzler and that's really what i wanted to cover <laughs> thank you of course the only jew in texas is a doctor and his name is schnitzler we'll be back in just a second on jordan jesse go la, 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 la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Nick Kroll, human psychopath. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Um, look, we, we have a sponsor on this week's program. Um, here's the situation. It's a podcast. 
Apparently, the hosts of this podcast are fans of our podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you very much. Here, this is what this is sort of what we do on on uh, Jordan Jesse Go for your edification, Nick. Sort of like a jumbotron. Mm-hmm. You can send us a, a, a little bit of money, and we'll uh, share your message with the world. Um, this program is called Fun Employment Radio. Fun Employment Radio. I know that. I've um, been on that you have podcast. been a guest on that podcast. I've been a guest I see on... you now on the list of uh, guests. I've been on that podcast. Mm. Uh, it looks like a number of our favorite folks, uh, people like uh, Todd Glass and Nick Thune, who was last week's guest, uh, Greg Barrett, who's been a guest on this podcast, Matt Bronger, he's been a guest on this podcast, right? I do not think so. Oh, well, Matt Bronger's hilarious. Sure. He so a lot of very guy. funny people uh, have been... A- Meatloaf, of course. <laughs> wow. That's a get. Um, lots of very funny people have, have been on this podcast. Um, this is the specific reason uh, that that this podcast is sponsoring our show, and it's something that I need to just sort of break open a little bit so that we can get to the juicy stuff inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a podcast award uh, program uh-huh. called the Podcast Awards. Great name. Um, and this podcast is sponsoring our podcast to get people to get go to podcastawards.com and vote for their podcast as best comedy podcast. Now, here's my concern. I took a look at the nominees, and none of the nominees are Jordan Jesse Go. Hmm. Are they? They're nominated, and we're not. So I think this is sort of part sponsorship part insult <laughs> yeah part gloat yeah nick sort of pissing on our face aren't they well by you know also having me on the show yeah. right which when, one was more fun truthfully i mean to be honest they were yeah. right but did they have snacks uh-huh shit fuck that was my trump card yeah their snacks were from austin now i will oh. say I will say that uh, The Sound of Young America is nominated for one of these podcast oh, awards. There you go. So I say you can certainly go there and vote for The Sound of Young America. And I noticed that in the past, uh, This American Life has been nominated in the same category as The Sound of Young America. Mm-hmm. When it, uh, there's no way we're going to beat This American Life. That show's got three million listeners. Yeah. Um, but these other things, I never heard of any of them. I think we can take them down. Take them down. Uh, uh, it's one of these things, you know, you vote like once a day or something. So... I've, I've never asked people to vote for it in the past. Right. But... Because you know some hacker has figured out some algorithm. If you're hmm. going to take the opportunity to go to their webs to go to the podcastawards.com so that you can not vote for Fun Employment Radio, our sponsor, hmm. who are trying to stick our dick in it, which is an expression <laughs> sure. I just created, um, and it is the ceiling fan. Oh, okay. Box fan? Right. Um, Wait. So you're not they? They're trying to get you, you to stick their your dick into a. Ceiling they want to stick my dick into a ceiling fan. I was confused. I always thought that was when someone was doing you a favor because the it was a beautiful woman's vagina. No, no, no. It's when you stick. It's like a trust fall thing. Yeah. Five people get underneath you. They can lift you on your back, mm-hmm. and if you have a hard on. And that's the thing. Somebody's got to be stimulating you so that so you got five people listening. Or lifting the you. only way you can get a heart on is being lifted by five people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? You're one of those types. Which leads to a pretty sad life. Sure. Unless or, you've got a good budget for hard-ons. If you've got a hard-on budget. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you somehow ended up at the top of a cheerleader pyramid. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I guess what I'm saying is these people paid us. And uh, they can go fuck themselves. I will say that, <laughs> yeah. But I also will say right. it is an admission of your great reach. And whether you win awards or not, 
you are which we do you do i'm sure you do that you are also we're an itunes classic selection that's good how does that feel feels great you're a tastemaker they're clearly coming to you as a tastemaker right they come to us as a tastemaker we're like Questlove from the roots exactly we're like uh what's another good tastemaker um, <laughs> that's all i got yeah this is a nick hardcourt from kcrw yeah nick what hardcourt. happened that's to nick regional. hardcourt uh he quit and got pissy because he didn't get paid enough he asked for a raise and didn't get it so at, he quit at do- kcrw at kcrw he still hosts the weekend show that he did on kcrw which but is syndicated not, by and now it's public radio international jason bentley jason bentley with his beautiful voice and his inane questions <laughs> You're not, you're not worried that Jason's voice. a listener? I don't think Jason Bentley's a listener. I'm sure Jason Bentley's a great guy. I I miss Harcourt. He's probably yeah. has gotten he's probably become a better interviewer. I uh, I'm uh, judging yep, him on nope, no, yep, he hasn't. Yep. Nope, <laughs> nope. I was judging him based on like his like first week of uh But you know who's a great interviewer? Who's that? Fun Employment Radio. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fun Employment Radio. You did have a good time on this Fun Employment I Radio. I did. They were really fun. We um we watched some YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. We shared some different YouTube videos with each other. On the radio? Yeah, they're cuz they're based in Portland and So, um, of course, they love YouTube. YouTube. They love YouTube up there. No, but it was uh I had been doing a bunch of uh local radio cuz the Helium Comedy Club opened up up there and so all the comics that they mentioned are all the comics who've come through the Helium. So there so you go and you do like the easy listening station with like Mark and Margarine and they're like <laughs> So Nick, you were uh you're on the uh, you were uh the Geico Caveman. Uh talk to us about that, you know, and you'd be like uh you read my Wikipedia page, you know nothing about me. <laughs> and then Went on there, and it was like talking to human beings. Right. I bet they are human beings. I mean, they're sick human beings coming on our show trying to plug their awards that we didn't get nominated for. And paying you for it. And paying us for it, which makes it even worse because they know we can't say no to the money. (laughs) They know our weakness is money. (laughs) We love it. We're, We're money grubbers. We're going to, you know what? We're just going to take the money and then we're going to start lending it out and charging interest. There you go. Wow. Lend that's it how to we the, do you, this. You take their money, then you lend it to the other podcast, comedy podcast nominees. That's a good idea. Spread it out. Spread it out. It's a human centipede situation. You know what? Our friend Scott Ackerman and his podcast uh, uh, are nominated for the award. How Com- about this? We're going to take your money and tell you to tell people to vote for Scott Ackerman. Comedy Death Ray? Yeah. You know what? I don't, I don't want that to win either. <laughs> I think everyone loses. I think the <laughs> biggest loss uh-huh. is being nominated for Best Comedy Podcast. I've been on all of them. Right. I mean, you're the common ingredient. So I'm the winner here, I think, right? Do you Yay! think the problem was that we hadn't had you on yet when they announced the nominations? I have to. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm going to talk to the higher-ups at the Podcast Awards tomorrow. Sure. Just to figure out. Well, you're looking at Rob Walsh from Podcast 411. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Kevin Smith. Yeah, Kevin Smith from the Smog Castle. And Grammar Girl. Uh, okay, I need to address one thing about Kevin Smith. I'm glad that you mentioned this. In all sincerity, check out their show, Fun Employment Radio. It is a really fun show, Fun Employment Radio. Um, I want to address the issue of Kevin Smith for a moment. Sure. We spoke briefly about Kevin Smith's podcasting theater, The Smod Castle, on a recent program. Since then, I read an article in Fast Company magazine about The Smod Castle. Look. A, fr- a guy I know wrote an article about Boing Boing for Fast Company magazine. We, we know and love the Boing Boing people. I read that article, and then there was a thing, learn more about Kevin Smith's crazy Smodcastle. So I had to click on it. Kevin Smith, in part, is financing the Smodcastle through the vast wealth he's earned through his cr- critically acclaimed films. 
in part, Kevin Smith is financing the Smodcastle through ticket sales of live podcast recordings at the venue. Both of these make sense to me. He is also charging $5,000 to administer weddings at the Smodcastle. Yes. What is $5,000? Meanwhile, you guys are you guys are giving away free wedding uh Look, I'm fucking proposals. I'm flying to Seattle tomorrow to officiate oh, next week, next weekend to officiate a listener's wedding. Wait, are you going to be there the same weekend I'm doing my No, I think up? you're there the weekend oh, okay. after oh, okay. I'm there. Um, but I'm flying to Seattle to officiate a listener's wedding and I'm not getting $5,000. What, did you ask for $5,000? Maybe this goes back to Nick's What kind of uh, sicko asks for $5,000? Ask. Okay, here's the dual number one. I Kevin Smith seems like a very decent fellow and a very funny man. This can, candle smells like a diaper. Go um, ahead. But here's... Here's... <laughs> Um, he, here's, here's my issue with this $5,000 number. Mm-hmm. I see it as having two problems, okay? Mm-hmm. One of the problems of this $5,000 number is it's kind of gross to ask for $5,000 to officiate someone's wedding. It's a little gross to do that. That's the for, one side of it. You gotta ask for like 10. And the one side of it is $5,000 to officiate someone's wedding is Not kind enough. of gross. Not enough. The other side of it is... If you're Kevin Smith, shouldn't you be making more than $5,000 to make a personal appearance? Well, but he, is he saying that I will officiate your wedding or you can get married no, at the Smod he officiates the wedding. The, he interv- according to Fast Company magazine. The hit magazine. He <laughs> reads. Climbing up the magazine charts. It's the Kevin Smith movie of magazines. He, he interviewed the couple uh, live on the show for posterity. Not on the Smodcast, which is his signature show, I think, but for posterity so they can distribute it to their family and friends. Mm -hmm. And then he does the wedding. And their fans, their friends can come to the Smodcastle and sit in the audience. So the Smodcastle is a venue. It's like a 50-seat theater, I think. Maybe it's a 100-seat theater. So you got to keep the numbers small for the wedding. Right. You can't invite no extended family. Just primary family, close friends from Just college, fraternity, fa- yeah. core fraternity brothers. <laughs> For that, uh, maybe not Kevin Smith fans. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's like uh, your stormtrooper brigade <laughs> could show up. Um, so I don't know. Either way, it leaves me with a bad taste in my mouth. Anyway, I guess what I'm trying to say is, if you want me to have your wedding here at my house, I will officiate it. Five thousand dollars. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Five thousand dollars. We'll be back in just a second. On oh, hey, listen. If you want to sponsor an up- upcoming oh, episode sure. of Jordan Jesse, go email Teresa at maximumfund.org. A hundred dollars for a personal message. Hundred and fifty dollars for a commercial message. It's just that easy. Uh, and of course, you can email her about underwriting on the Sound of Young America or any of other our, our other sort of uh, business development type operations. <laughs> Uh, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I am Nick Kroll, Jesse Thorne. <laughs> That's an all-time great. Um, hey, listen, when something momentous happens to our callers, we ask that they call in at 206-984-4FUN and let us know about it. We've got some doozies this week. Uh, let's go to the phones. 
Hey, Jordan, Jesse, go. Uh, this is Lance from Birmingham. I got a momentous occasion, or it could be a moment of shame. Um, so my wife's been ordering stuff off of Amazon since Christmas is coming up, and there's a couple packages near my front door. I was already told what one of the items was, which was a iPod accessories kit with headphones and hard case and protective cover for the screen and all that. So I knew what it was, so I was going to open it. I assumed that that was what was by my front door. And I opened the package, and inside was a big floppy pink dildo. I was shocked, and I asked my wife if she ordered it, and she looked just about as shocked as I was, and we looked at the name on the address, and it was, I'm not going to give the last name, but uh, someone named Kurt. So we, we received uh, Kurt's dildo, and we were wondering how we should return it. Should we put it in... Uh, put it as return to sender, or should we wrap it in wrapping paper as, so it's dick-shaped, wrapped in wrapping paper, and leave it on its front door? Should I pluck a pubic hair and put it on the dildo and put a, a small piece of... Whoa, 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 not a pubic hair. That's one step too far. I was with you when you were talking about getting a dildo in the mail. Sure. But I lost track of this whole thing when he said pluck a pubic hair. Can I just say... Look, Kurt Rambis <laughs> ordered NBA something. NBA Hall of Famer Kurt Rambis. <laughs> Let's look at the spice up Bes- his lovemaking. The spectacled NBA All-Star wanted to have a little fun for the holidays. A little pink fun. A little pink fun. You know mm. what I mean? Well, now, it sounds like big pink fud. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's a big man. Big. <laughs> he's a big man. It's a big anus. Yeah. <laughs> he's a big man with a big anus. <laughs> he's actually a power this- forward. <laughs> This holiday season, Kurt Rambis is a big man with a big anus. <laughs> Pink floppy dildo. Starring Kurt Rambis and Jack Black. <laughs> I would watch that movie. Um, yeah, I think... Oh, boy. Can you, just, you I mean, it, just, can you just reseal it? I mean, it's like it's, it's for his neighbor or something. Tape? I think you gotta send. It that. depends on if it came with frustration-free packaging. I think you gotta send that back to Amazon and say this was return to sender, and maybe you, you'll get you, your hotel room comped. Yeah, you you let you you don't let him know that you got his pink dildo. Okay, you don't just say. Do you? What if you brought cookies as well? Only if they were shaped like balls. <laughs> what if you just? What if you just close it up with like electrical tape? And then brought cookies and said, your package was accidentally delivered to my house, and I made you some cookies. I made you some cookies, and then you stare way too long into his eyes. <laughs> uh, hey, Jordan, Jesse Go. This is Jess in North Carolina. I'm calling with a momentous occasion. Um, yesterday, I was carpooling with some coworkers to our Christmas party, and we were on the interstate and saw an old bearded man in the car next to us, which was a Volkswagen Beetle. Um driving and playing a recorder at the same time. He was steering with his elbows, and the recorder was sticking through the steering wheel, and his he was playing the recorder while driving. That's magical. Sure. That's great. That's and a kind of, dangerous, but sure, mostly magical. That's a kind of, well, I mean, it's pretty, he's probably driving, you got to figure this is a classic Beetle, not a new Beetle, right? Yeah. yeah. 
This is not because, a flower pot in the beetle beetle. Yeah, no. This is a this is a traditional beetle. This is Herbie painted like sure. deep green. Or possibly with a recorder painted on the side. I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> What's amazing about it is, Candy, why not play a real musical instrument? <laughs> well, because a flute, you got it coming out the side. Right. That's so going to be a gonna, problem for gonna, aerodynamics. You got to keep the wind, sure. window open for Especially that. a lot of times those old beetles don't have roll-up, roll-down windows. They've only got sort of tilt-in-and-out windows. Exactly. The, you, or you go saxophone. Right. That's going to be a difficult... You got to keep the reed wet. Yeah, exactly. Or you're... I mean, we're talking wind instruments, basically, right? That's right. the option. An oboe is going to be way too big much too large you're gonna have an oboe riding the clutch the whole time that's how about a, that's a problem. how about a penny whistle a penny whistle could work you yeah. know what my only concern would be what, what if somebody starts doing a jig <laughs> get yourself an issue if there's a penny whistle that's likely to happen okay was the gentleman playing the instrument doug flutie <laughs> hello jordan jesse possible guest this is sean from muncie indiana calling with a momentous occasion i just saw jim davis the creator of Garfield, buying a Twilight movie on DVD. <laughs> so that's what he's doing now. How? How do you know what Jim Davis looks yes. like? Yeah, also. But it doesn't, I mean, hasn't Jim Davis since uh, kind of outsourced the creation of Garfield to like his son or something? I don't know, but there, did you guys see the Veterans Day fiasco that he had? Wait, was yeah. there a Veterans no. Day themed Garfield? There was a Garfield that was like, enough with remembering these people, or whatever Garfield would say <laughs> about something. It just happened Happen- to have fallen on Veterans Day, and Jim Davis is like, I write these, they get portioned out over a year. Oh, Garf- I don't know what- Gar- it was Garfield saying something about, like, John did something ridiculous, and Garfield says something about, I'm glad it's National Idiots Day. Yeah. And then, but it just happened to run <laughs> on Veterans Day. <laughs> I just, I assume that the only way you know it's Jim Davis if he's just, like, covered in lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> Just like everything he touches, he's buying the Twilight movies. Just like, why is there marinara sauce all over all the Twilight? Yeah, Jim cases? Davis right. was in here earlier. Yeah. Right, what you know? Yeah, he just believes strongly in orange cats and lasagna. Because he just, but Jim Davis eats it. He just sits in front of the pan and then shovels it, throws it at his mouth. Yeah, of course. Just some dumb dog behind him. Yeah. Hey guys, this is Shannon from Omaha, um, calling in with an occasion. If you can't tell, um, I am terribly sick. I have had a cold for going on three weeks. I am achy and drippy and tired. But tonight I bought tickets for Max Fun Con 2011 for me and my husband, Greg. So things are looking up. See you guys in June. Bravo. She made the right call, Jordan. Sure. 90% full now. Max FunCon, 90% full. Less than two dozen beds remaining. MaxFunCon.com if people want to register. And this is where you guys reenact um, the uh, where everybody wears Nikes and kills each other and kills themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, okay, that's right. the whole thing. We no. don't kill ourselves. The people there kill themselves, but we have to have it the next year. Well, so. it depends on which year it is. It's the I Heaven's mean, Gate cult. We Thank do. You. We do. We alternate years. So, like one year, it'll be a uh, you know like uh, Jim Jones kind of thing. Mm-hmm. One year it's Heaven's Gate. One year it's Alm Shinrikyo. Great. 
Great. Um, Do you guys ever just have a it's where we Waco, put Ryson on a subway? Yeah, that's no. Next year is going to be Waco. Waco. It's going to be. Uh, there's going to be um, um, underage girl marrying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a firebombing. Yeah. By Janet Reno herself. Yeah. Janet Reno will come in as and throw by, out as the first played fireball. By Will Ferrell. Yes. Yeah. Great. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Jordan Thorne. Um, Jordan, it's been a pleasure to have you, on, Mr. Thorne. It's been a pleasure to have you on the program. You know what? Just call me Nick Kroll. Uh, <laughs> Nick, uh, people can watch you on The League on FX, along with our friend Paul Shear, um, the almost disconcertingly uh, handsome Mark Duplass. Interesting. Wouldn't you say you don't think Mark Duplass is a very handsome man? I find him to be a very approachably handsome man. That's what I'm talking about. He's got that kind of Tom Hanks brother-in-law handsomeness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. because John LeJoie, also on the show, is, a, I think, an unquestionably handsome man. Sure. And Ran, and Ran Aziz is just a fucking guinea. This is a show. <laughs> this is a show of handsome. This is a handsome show. No, it's. I don't think that's. I appreciate it. It's very kind of you to say. But we're not on that show for our good looks. Mark Duplass has that beautiful wife on the show as Katie well. Katie Azelton. Uh, another gifted, gifted actress. Yes. Uh, director, I presume. I have not seen the film she it's directed. It's great. The Freebie. Go see The Freebie. Okay. It's great. Um, but Thursday night, a double shot. If, you, if you're listening to this shortly after we broadcast it, the season finale of The League. Or you can watch it on uh, your internet devices. But it'll take you a month to get to Hulu. Bringing it back. Oh. iTunes, um, you can buy it the next day. But it's the final two episodes, 12 and 13 of the season. And I think those following the show will enjoy seeing what enjo- happens with the league. What can I say? It's an enjoyable program. You bring in some funny people, you let them be funny. Thank you. That's what that show is all about. You get a Nick Kroll in there. Hey, we need a guest star. Bring in Hubel. There you go. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? This is the kind of stuff. Chad Ochocinco. Get him involved. Let's bring Chad the great comedy mind of Chad Ochocinco. <laughs> you know, and this is coming from a real Hollywood insider. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think, that's, I think that's all we need to talk Will about. Will right? Alan Alda and Kelsey Grammer be appearing on the show? God, Maybe I hope, season I three. Wish. I would love for either of them to be on the show. I find they're both, re- they're be, both really funny and great. They are both insanely talented comic actors. Yeah, really skilled, talented. And I, I love Alan Alda. I would let Alan Alda talk to me about science forever. I <laughs> do. I watch his fucking show sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's not the greatest show, but fuck, Alan Alda's really great. It's it's not a bad show. It's okay. Yeah, it's a solid PBS program, it's but like, it's no Antiques Roadshow. It's like if Nova fucked Mash. I have, a, <laughs> I have an important I have an important request out there for anybody in the audience. Speaking of PBS shows, I heard that the lady who hosted the TRL replacement talk show on MTV, Alexa the, Chung, Alexa Chung, been on the show, uh, mm-hmm. is going to be uh, is going to be, she's been on the league. No, I was on her show. Oh. Alexa Chung on MTV. Uh, Alexa Chung uh, is going to be hosting a PBS show about thrift store shopping. Mm-hmm. And I want to make it clear, if anyone out there has any show business connections that can get me on the PBS show about thrift store shopping, I'll bring Dr. Phil's shoes. I'll, do, I'll, I'll blow up my spots here in Los Angeles or in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I'll do anything. There's never been a Hollywood project more perfectly suited to my talents than a PBS show. I'm going to repeat again. A public television show about thrift store shopping. There's a real excitement in your voice. 
I tried to find. I found the producer on Facebook and made her my Facebook friend. And now you slowly will infiltrate this, her. All, mind. I need try. I got to do something. I got to do something to get on this thing. I'll see what I can do. Why would they <laughs> even have this without me being involved? Why even have it? Well, you and Alexa are shopping for the same stuff. We are. Yeah, that's true. You guys, you you see her in auditions a lot. Sure, vintage. You're a chung type. We're both into vintage. Sure. Two zero six nine eight four four fun. The number to call if you've got a question for us. You want to play? Uh, you want to do uh, like uh, what's that called? Uh, oh yeah, moment of shame. Sure. Talking about a momentous occasion. Sure. Two zero six examples nine eight four four fun. You can email us at jjgo at maximumfun.org. You want to sponsor the show, Teresa at maximumfun. Dot org. Uh, you can catch me and Jordan. We just we were just taping the um, IFC Spirit Awards nomination special. Mm. I didn't even get to talk about uh, Eva Mendez touching me. No, oh. uh, Ava Mendez. Excuse me. Uh, she didn't touch anything special, but she touched my leg, which was pretty good. That's great. Um, Jordan, you Jordan, jacket to that for months. Jordan and I are going to be on that program. I didn't even get to talk about. Jeez, I didn't even get to talk about. Uh, bad Lieutenant Port of Call, New Orleans. Oh, this is some stuff we're gonna save for a future episode. Um, Nick, you have some opinions about Bad Lieutenant Port yeah, of Call, New by Orleans. By the way, if you before you watch that movie, go listen to um, uh, Werner Herzog on, yes. on the treatment. Yes, oh. <laughs> yes, yeah. because that's no, the greatest. Hey, sure. Before you go, trust me, the movie it will be infinitely better if you listen to that. It's before. the single greatest interview in it radio is. history. He says instead to of going add to some some Herzogian elements, <laughs> I'm like what is that? Well, the iguanas, shot the iguanas from their point of view. <laughs> it's amazing. And he tells kids instead of going to film school, you should work at a strip club. Yeah, he does. Uh, uh, oh God, sorry, go. to, sorry for all the business. Uh, my, oh, my meetup. Meet my meetup is scheduled December seventeenth, Seattle. December seventeenth at Shorties, eight, 8 p.m. That's it. Just um, it's going to be great. There's, if you forget that information, you didn't write it down. We put up an event page at maximumfund.org. So just look at the events in the right hand corner. Uh, the right-hand side. Uh, I'm looking forward to your meetup. It's going to be really great. Not quite as great as my meetups. That's going to destroy. Um, Jordan and I have a little sort of meetup rivalry oh, going. Oh, I can tell. Yeah. Um, and Jordan, I've had a lot of really successful meetups, and Jordan has yet to host a successful meetup. Mm-hmm. Um, he's sort of a, I don't want to say failure, but I'm not sure if there's another I'm picking up on the social cue here. Noun here. Mm, I mean, I guess. Poppycock? Yeah, a real yeah. fiddle faddle. Um, we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go.